Welcome to San Diego Magazine's Happy Half Hour. The sky's blue again, guys. It's yeah. not uh, pouring. Did any of you guys get hit with them in the flooding? You know what? I, you know what I feel. Well, this is. I mean, it's been a terrible week for San Diego. Yes, obviously. this is a very serious thing. We have it up on our website, you guys. If you guys need um, links to resources of how to help people that were really affected in San Diego, I've got so many emails and calls yeah. from uh, friends in New York. You know, and it's funny because. I mean, I'm very, I'm lucky, uh, you know, to ha- to live in a place that wasn't affected. And obviously, it, a lot of people in San Diego and San Diego County were not. Um, so we we're, we need to do everything we can as a media company to let people know how they can help. Jackie did a fantastic job of putting together a bunch of different resources. So please go to our Instagram or go to our website. Um, you can see them there. You know, but I, I didn't, because I, we were in OB. We're in OB. It's not, it's it's a little flooded, but you don't know. And, and you're, I had work all day. So I yeah. head down. I just, I was, I was working all day and I'm starting to get texts saying, you know, are you okay? Like, yeah. What's going on? Oh, me too. But and I, I was like, from uh, people I've never heard from in like ten like, years. Yeah, we lost power for a few hours, and we live in a canyon on a terrace. Um, so we did have to. We have a drainage system in our backyard that goes out to the street, but we did have to put sandbags that, so that our porch wouldn't get flooded. Um, that was the worst of it for us. If we didn't have the drainage, it would would have been bad. Yeah. But so I knew it was bad, but I didn't quite know until I started getting texts from yeah. New York. I mean, we lived through Sandy there, all of that, and people were saw what was happening on the news, and they were like, there are people on the roofs in San Diego. Are you guys yeah. okay? And I was like, yeah. oh, is this kind of a Katrina moment? Truthfully, that's what I thought. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And, and there's and, and look, the parts of the, of the community that it went through, there's a lot, um, a lot of parts, you know, where it's, people are not swimming in money, you know what I mean? No. They're, 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 so a lot of them had, you know, like that was, that's their life in their home. That's all they have. You know, that's all they have. You know, so everybody needs to come together. Um, were you guys okay? I mean, and, we were fine. I yeah. I got a phone call probably like around like 3 a.m. saying that like my alarm at the bakery went off. Got but it. then I looked at the cameras and once the power went back on, all my lights turned on. And since we were closed Monday, that was like my day off to just stay in. And I was perfect. It's going to rain hard. It's going to, but no, I had to drive all the way to the bakery. But thankfully, like, and the areas where I usually go to, nothing was affected. Mm-hmm. But I did get a message from a friend. She's like, hey, you guys are like a national news about the rain and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, really? I know. Like, I didn't even realize it. But then I saw like on Instagram, you saw all like all like the, the posts, the videos. Exactly. And you're just like, holy smokes. I like, saw my, my friend Kathleen. She's um she's a home chef. She does like home cooked meal, like meal plans for people. She lives right by Choyas Creek. And I was just scrolling through Instagram. And yeah, watch. She was cooking just in the middle of the day. Her dog sitting on the couch. And you just saw the water come into her to, into her house and she had to run out completely destroyed oh my god, my god. Insane. so that voice that you hear and obviously so San Diego I hope you're safe I hope that you, you're and if you you are safe and you have the ability and you have the means please help out the people who are not um, that voice that you hear is Jose Barajas hello 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 I, I, I will do a more formal introduction you're going to hear him throughout the news in just a little bit but this is one of the best bakers in San Diego he's got a cute oh, I'm cute, cute 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 um, shop down on Third Ave in Chula Vista. Um, delicious, delicious. Thank you so much. Cakes. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Wow. Hey, you I'm know, blushing right now. Guys. So, but I want you to meet him. You probably you may have seen him on TV and everything else. And we're going to tell his story in just a little bit. But hang around for the news. Yeah. Ready? And we have a uh, show alumni who just got nominated for a James Beard Award. 
I know. Tara Monsood at Anime. She is selected as a semifinalist for Best Chef California. Um, We've only had a few of those before. John Batista in 2023, Anthony Wells in 2022, and Claudette Cepeda in in 2019. And I believe Javier Placencia as well. Or was that Bracero? That was Bracero, which was Claudette um, Cepeda. So that was her nom for Bracero in 2019. Exactly. That's a homie. I love her. Yeah. love Claudette. Well, I I think she might have been nominated actually for her own restaurant that was over in Liberty Station. Yes. yes. 2019. Yes. Yeah. So Bracero yes. was nominated for Best New Restaurant in America. Um, we have had a couple of the nominees. I believe that Jason uh, Nibb has been nominated and Carl Schroeder has been nominated over at Market. Um, if you've ever eaten, never eaten on anime, I mean, Chef Tara is phenomenal. And she's just a badass and she's just a cool woman. Totally. Um, so it's, I mean, it's one of those places that you walk in and you're like, those drapes are heavier than my life. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, it is, it's like, I, how much money did those drapes cost? It's beautiful. It is. It's gorgeous and it's heavy and it's opulent yeah. and it's soft and, and everything else. And she's, but I mean, her story, you know, um, a, a Filipina from you know San Diego, uh, she, during the pandemic, she, when she was doing basically like the home cooking thing, she was doing these shrimp toast that everybody loved. It almost oh. became this like runaway hit in San Diego. She put it on the menu. She got hired at, at anime, put it on the menu there, hired a bunch of Filipinas to work inside the kitchen. So it's a really great place to get a taste of the Filipino heritage of San Diego. Um, and she's just, she's just down to earth. So easy to talk to. My problem with the James Beard Awards have been very do- well documented. Um, Agreed. I agree with every criticism you've ever had about it. They ignore us and they don't treat us well and it's completely ridiculous and whatever. I know. I but to, and it's I, a big deal. It is a very it big is. deal and we're very happy for Atara. Um, but the, I, I want James Beard finally to, at one point to realize that San Diego chefs are on the same level as everybody else in the West and in California and to not just give us an honorary nod because we exist as a city but to actually say you know what Tara is good enough to win this damn award and I think this year might be the year because we've been bitching about it for so long and our place place has been you know and the quality of our food has gone up and up and up and to be clear James Beard is a great organization I'm a member I pay into it because I believe in what they do for chefs the the, the awards We basically have just gotten like an honorary uh, nomination and we've never won one. And I think it's because there wasn't enough representation, but they felt like San Diego had to be, you know, nominated in some perspective. You, You pay into it? Yeah. Got to be a member. Gotta what be is a, it? Uh, what does the membership cost? It was like two hundred and something dollars. And is that like a lifetime membership, or is that's that a like year? A, I was going probably not. Yeah. Did wow. they give you like a bumper sticker or something? You know, it's actually, like, I have to see what I, I get. I'm, I, there's a perk somewhere. <laughs> there is a perk somewhere. Honestly, the reason why I did it, and, and this, this is actually a real relationship with James Beard, because I criticize them and I support them. Because I believe in, like, they've they've brought some of San Diego chefs, Brad Wise, and a bunch of other people to the Beard House. They've promoted all kinds of things with uh, with chefs. And, like, young chefs help them get, you know, um, launch their careers, give them opportunities, give them, you know, learning um, outlets. I did a dinner there once um, in 2018 in the fall with Javier Placencia. I actually um, made his wine list with all Baja wines and presented it at the James Beard House. He cooked. I did the wine. It was I didn't know that. One of the coolest nights of my life life i'm not gonna lie it's phenomenal it was very cool all right so anyways but yes so tara good luck james beard it's about time name we love you quickly i agree with you this could be the year anime to everything you said about the filipino heritage it is a special restaurant there is not a restaurant like it i don't think anywhere else in the country it is unique it is very san diego so i'm with you i think this could be the year nice Indeed. So, because we always need more tacos, uh, Tacos <laughs> El Franc is opening up. 
Yeah, as if we have not had enough uh, Tijuana taquerias opening here. We had Las <laughs> Ahumaderas last week or two weeks ago. Now we have Tacos El Frank, which is, mm-hmm. I know, Troy's favorite. It's my favorite. Um, they will open their first location in the United States at the Westfield Plaza Bonita so Mall. So good. so good. Okay. So good. Okay. So you're listening to that. Now that Jose, is, he was born my in- eyes lit up right now. Born in Tijuana, yeah. uh, moved to Chula Vista when you were like six years old? Yep. Okay. So you obviously are very familiar with the oh, yeah. taco scene. I mean, it was more familiar taco scenes when I was 18 you know you always cross the border you went to like Porky's or all those bars and stuff (laughs) like that and then you just ended it at Tacos and Frank yeah so good it's an icon so I mean this is big big news I mean that it's they're opening up a new location um, at the Plaza Bonita Mall yep exactly it's replacing funky fries and burgers which I would say is a big upgrade not gonna lie yeah (laughs) yeah I mean so look I realize that not everybody has a chance to make it down to Tijuana you know and and some people are hesitant for bad reasons but the um, I'll show you crime stats that that your, your fears are overblown but um, the it's such a great culture of food down there, and it's gotten better and better and better over the years. And this is an icon. It's so crazy down there right now. Like I their know. food is just phenomenal. I know. I know. Well, you know what? It, it, interesting, because when I did a story on on the whole region in 2013 to 2014, I always say this, and I probably said this on podcast for for a long time. So if you're listening at home, now's a good time to wash the dishes and not listen to me. Um, but <laughs> if you've heard this before, um, but the the most interesting thing that I found when I talked to all the people and the locals bit down there about why it was really kind of do, doing so well even starting 10 years ago you know was because when the violence really hit in 2006 and 2007 the, the tourists stopped coming so Tijuana and a lot of the region, regions down there were like well, let's stop creating for the tourists that aren't coming down here let's create something authentic for ourselves yeah. you know and they, they made something that's what the kind of food that I want anyways I don't yeah. go to Paris to want to see somebody like hey what does this dumb American want to see in <laughs> Paris yeah. you know I want to see what you guys genuinely make and enjoy and you know yeah and it's absolutely like I, I it's just incredible how many restaurants and it, like I went there like what like a couple months ago and I was just like TJ's just so different now I know. like I don't even recognize it I know but like in a great way you know mm-hmm. and it's just so it's crowded now I mean yeah. it's getting it's getting a little pricier but whatever yeah. I mean it's just they deserve it you know but I mean absolutely it's absolutely wonderful what's happening down there and I mean I hope that it like I feel like they're growing faster than here to be honest I know yeah for sure yeah you know I mean and that's so that we're getting a great cross border culture uh, food scene mm-hmm. and you're going to get tacos up Frank a, a taste of it um, in National City which I'm very I'm, I'm stoked this being our South Bay um, uh, month we just put out our new issue and we're having our big event coming up we'll talk about that in a little bit um, but we, I'm, we're covering as much South Bay as we possibly can for the next month and then we'll continue it throughout the year but South Bay, you're getting an icon, a classic, a taco institution. I love it. It is. Uh, teaser, my two people 50 bucks is from Tijuana. Oh, nice. Yep. Wow, showing so, off. Yes, indeed. Yes, right. indeed. But uh, in other news, Lulu's is open. We've and got lots of CHs. I'm really, really excited about this place and want to check it out. And Troy, I think you went there, didn't you? I did. I did. So, okay, I'm going to take this one, uh, if you don't please, mind, Jackie. Please, please. Um, so... Lulu's is the place. I mean, 15 or 16 years ago, I saw Rocket from the Crypt in this place. If anybody's been to the classic Lafayette Hotel, which we know CH Projects took over and built into a wonderland, there's a few things about this place. A, I walked in on a Friday night. Claire and I went to the opening of Lulu's. Every single inch of that hotel was jammed. They have like six different concepts. When Usually when you do six different concepts, one of them flops. <laughs> one of them is not doing well. You know, one is the, the kid that you're like, well, all right. You know what I mean? Maybe try a different sport. Um, but this, it was completely jammed. The bowling alley was jammed. The, the nooks, the crannies, everybody's waiting on Quixote, the bar outside. 
everything. So Lulu's is in the classic hotel. It has a clamshell stage. It's got a little dance floor. I saw Rock from the Crypt there. It was like all punk shows for a long time. And now they're basically want to make it into a supper club. Um, uh, Gilbert Castellanos, who's one of San Diego's most well-known jazz artists. He's a trumpeter that's taught a lot of like local um, jazz people how to play over the years. We've had I, him on the show. We've had him on the show. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we did. He's the best. He is the best. He's going to be doing a residency there. The Sacred Souls played the opening um, uh, party. So funny, though. I was talking to um, Alicia Keys was in the house. Um, I was just talking to Alicia Keys and, you know, no big deal. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. Me too, Troy. For for the record, um, Alicia is a lovely person and a very talented person. We are not friends and she did not say hello to me, but that's okay. (laughs) That's That's okay. okay. She was in the house. You know what I mean? And it was really nice. Claire was... You guys were breathing the same air. We were breathing the same air. There you go. More than I can say. My voice, I could feel it actually getting decent. (laughs) It sounds nicer. I know. Yeah. So Claire was freaking out though. Claire could not talk. She was like, (laughs) I'm going to be cool. I'm going to be cool because we had a, a table that was right, in, right next to Alicia's. It's so funny. I was talking to um, Arsalan, the owner of CH Projects beforehand. He was like, look, I, I want this kind of nice in-between spot where you have you, you have plenty of places where people stand up and watch a show. I want that place where you can sit down and enjoy some jazz and it's you know it's more of like a mellow kind of environment. I'm no standing club forever. I haven't stood. I'm 38. <laughs> I haven't stood at a show and I go to a lot of live music in like 15 years. I refuse to. People will not go to shows with me because they're like, you're a sitter. I am lazy for life. I'm so into this. So we have all these chairs set up, you know, set up around, you know, the, the stage when it opens and, you know, grand plans, you know, and you just have, and it looks beautiful. It's, it's great. Like, you know, everything they do, but as soon as the Sacred Ghost Souls come out, everybody, the lead singer goes, all right, everybody down on the dance floor, standing room only. Let's go. Well, <laughs> no! I mean, everybody jumped and I was like, God, that's what, of course, of course that's going to happen, you know, um, but it was, it's a lovely place, um, a new music spot. David, I imagine you're not a sitting down kind of no way. music guy. I am I'm both. It depends on the show. He's a lead singer of a hardcore band. Yeah. So are like you, I'm, I tend to be like I used to be like wanting to be way up front. Now I'm more of like the stand in the back and cross my arms and nod my head guy. You've oh. aged appropriately. Yes. Then. <laughs> yeah, you have internalized the Casbah. Yes, exactly. Okay, nice. uh, I love it. One other question about Lulu's. How is the food? What's what's the I was menu just like? Ask. We actually did not have food. Oh. Um, yeah, oh. we But we, they have it, right? They, they have they okay. have food and it's going to be like a sit down. Sometimes they're going to be pairing dinners with um, uh, live music performances. I know that Tim Mays from the Casbah is going to be involved in booking some of the shows as well. They have a, this door. I guess when Paul Rubens died, Arsalan was a massive fan. He made the Pee Wee Herman um, door from the kitchen to the venue itself. It's now one of my favorite things the in red San Diego. patent leather, like yes. tufted. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's amazing. So anyways, Lulu's is open. And then? Starlight's temporarily closed. It's going to be reopening in however many months. We don't have many details on it, but they're closing it for renovations, you know, redoing it in whatever CH style, keeping some of the old, bringing in some of the new. Um, it will be coming back, though. Yeah, so Matt Hoyt um, is, he was a, a icon in San Diego. He worked at Black Art Procession, one of my favorite bands. He did a lot of like creative videos, and and him and Tim Mays, and I think Steve Poltz, actually, in the original um, original years, were partners in Starlight, and they created this just really really cool place for the kind of scene that, that went to the Casbah and kind of had the artistic bent, you know, that creative living bend to have a little bit more of an adult place where farmed table food, they were taking it really seriously. It's just an iconic, iconic place. When Matt passed away, um, I believe it was about a year and a half ago or two years ago. About that. Um, you know, Matt passed and his... 
you know, his widow, I've talked to her afterwards, and she, she was wondering what to do with the place. You know, it was hard. It's hard to keep a restaurant open. And what she said was that, you know, she had many, many opportunities of what to do. Um, there, there was a lot of developers that offered to take it over and uh, create condos because you can build condos on that place. She didn't want that. She wanted, Matt had worked to put everything in his life into this place, and she wanted to keep it the same. And she, uh, she talked to Arsalan because she knew that he would honor what Starlight was, you know. And so for they've kept the staff on for the last like six or seven months are going to close down to um, renovate um, I believe I'm not sure if the staff is there now to be quite honest with you but I know now they're making the changes that they've wanted to make for like the last year and a half um, so I think it's going to be pretty much the same as Starlight with I mean obviously twink tweaks here and there but they're going to try to keep the original soul and just you know make some structural changes and reopen in the next few weeks or whatever. I will riot if they remove the bone marrow luge I doubt they will. Uh, I bet I the burger classic. stays. I bet, you know, the classic, they're going to have to keep the yeah. mule. I, I bet yeah. they keep. I, I spoke to Arslan as well about it when I interviewed him for our Lafayette design story that was in the January issue. And he was like, listen, I didn't even want to take it on. Honestly, I had so much going on. I was in the middle of the Lafayette. And he's like, so I don't think he wants to do anything crazy with yeah. it. It really doesn't sound like it. He gets its importance and he gets its role in the city and it sounds like they're they're just trying to keep it alive. Yeah, I mean, yeah, somebody else would have leveled it. So I'm glad to see that he took it over and I can't wait to see what they do with it. All right. What? Definitely. Do we have more? We do. We John Batista. He's yes. leaving the fishery after eight months, previously a Kingfisher. Yeah, so John Batista is a very talented chef. He's nominated for James Beard. He was at the fishery for a little while. They've parted ways, um, but they have uh, Amory Brown is the owner, and they, that family has done an amazing job. She, the next generation, Amory Brown, has done an amazing job with that. They basically have kind of taken over the cocktail veterans from Juniper and Ivy, I believe, um, was now they, their cocktails are amazing. The food is fantastic. Mike Reedy was there. And then he left to go to Cali. Um, he got an offer to like basically be the second um, restaurant that Cali is going to do. You, have to, you can't pass that up right now. Um, but she has promoted um, Noah, who is a chef underneath Mike Reedy and John Bautista as well. So they're promoting from within this time. And they say like this guy deserves a chance. He is ready for it. So go in there. Check out the new chef in the next few weeks. Believe awesome. it. Love that place. It's nice. one of the best. Definitely. Um, all right, we have uh, some more bad news. <laughs> Lavo Shutter is after less than a year. Oh. I have a long history that I have written about in the magazine with the Lavo franchise. The New York location also shuttered last month, so I feel like the whole franchise is probably not doing so well after that. I feel like there was a club heyday that came back, and it's just, it's over. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's, it's tough. I mean, I don't big big or small, unless you're a, you know, uh, evil corporate cretin who treats people badly, which I do, I, I do not have any um, information that Lavo is that enterprise. Unless you're, you, unless you're just a bad operator, you never want to see anybody close. I mean, they're trying to do something for the city. They built it like, what, a year and a half ago, two years ago? About, I mean, a year and a half. It's the old seersucker spot, right? Yeah. yeah. So, oh. so a year and a half ago, Lavo came in, and it's this massive, massive, massive enterprise. Um, you know, and unfortunately, they're on the way out. Um, so it, I know it is up for sale right now. We're not exactly sure what's going to go in there. Um, but man, big news. R.I.P. Yes. And we have one last thing, and we've been talking about this for a couple weeks now. It's going to be interesting to see, see, say the least. North Park is supposedly has the best French fries. In California. They're Where? at the Smoking Goat. They're duck truffle fries, which is not news. These fries have been around for, well, I've been in San Diego now for nine years. The first restaurant I ever ate at in San Diego was on New Year's Eve, Smoking Goat, because I moved here on December 30th, had those fries. So it's, it's definitely not news that these fries exist. 
They're really good. I love their steak fritz. They are fantastic. But I do have a bone to pick. What is that? I don't like truffle oil. I think truffle oil is kind of a garbage product. Amen. Amen. I'm right there with you. Tell I me why, David. Like I like it. I like it, I too. like Thank it. You. I don't care. I mean, there's people that hate it. Jose, but I was Thank like, you for I'm a little a sanity in this room. Too. I know. See, these two people it's have lost. So what happened? I think I they ran into fake. a burning building yeah, with their mouths open, and it was. And obviously, there was some damage that happened on their palates. Um, I literally had fried eggs with truffle oil this morning. So. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to. I would like to revise my statement. If the oil is made from real truffles. Load me up, baby, all day. Mm-hmm. But most of it isn't. It is fake. See, yeah. here's... Okay, now here's mm-hmm. what I'm going to say about that. And I, most of my my chef friends, most of the people that I know that really love food agree with both of you guys. So you're not off the, off the common... You're not off a very popular opinion. I, I though, I don't mind it at all. Right. I think it's great. I even like the fake shit. The fake stuff it's made true. from chemicals, because uh, it's the, where everybody gets a bad where it gets a bad rap is that people use it like they used to use Dracar Noir in the 1980s. <laughs> you know, they just they, like basically True. bathe in it. They put it in a big tub outside of their place and they jump in and they swim around a little bit in it. If you use just a little, a little bit, bit. You it know? was the menu item du jour. It was like you couldn't have no Brussels sprouts and bacon and no truffle fries. Like that had to be yeah. on the menu for a certain time. So it's kind of funny that. <laughs> I guess they're the... Also, wait, what is this website? Yeah, who deemed them the best French fries in California? It's called Love... Did they make the website? It's called Love Food. I have have been writing about food for a long time. Troy's been writing about it for much longer, and I don't think either of us know what this website is. Do you? I don't. And and, and honestly, this comes from a place of ignorance, which I try not to speak from, but I am going to speak from it now. I have no idea what they are. But the interesting thing about this is, though, I mean, we used to get... There used to be... 15, 20 different lists of like the best foods in, in America. We must get 400 of these lists a week now from oh, a yeah. different site. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them are, a, I mean, I'm not saying that Love Food is. This could be like a James Beard award winning uh, food writer who spent their entire lives cra- crafting something as launched. Price. Something. Yeah. And I just, doubt it. And just but loves fries. It's <laughs> totally who, possible. Who knows? But I've, we're starting to see all these lists and it's like, I can tell a lot of them, not this one, I'm not talking specifically about this one, are AI. They're absolutely <laughs> Oh. AI. Mm-hmm. I mean, and we're talking huh. like, I'm getting them from like real estate companies from, you know, to, I mean, obviously Michelin started as a tire company, so I guess that's not, the, there's a long tradition of this, but I'm getting them from like sweater companies are like, these are the best tacos in your city. Buy our sweater. And I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> this is inception. I feel like we're in the, the inception moment of data, everything. So, AI is attacking the so culinary world. I love I know, it. So what I'm saying to, to this, I mean, this is crazy. Now that with AI and everybody talks about the, you know, the, the pluses and the minuses of it but you can as any company be like what are the best fries in san diego and ai will immediately spit out 10 to 15 because of harvest i named the um the smoking goats fries the best fries in the city for like four years in a row do you in think san that's diego. where they got and it I, from who knows oh. i don't know wait, wait, wait. I, you just buried the lead i know that's what i'm saying <laughs> Troy, you made this news I, I have no idea i have no idea if they used ai you are love food i am <laughs> wait this is kind of amazing sorry i my brain is blown right now so so it's really interesting that I we mean, seeing the way the way that all these lists are, are created i mean I, I can i can read them and i'm like that i actually if i type into chat gpt i'll bet you get the almost exact same description as that that list that was just sent to me totally amazing. so anyways that's culture at large that's media we're all going to be sucked up into the mothership that is ai 
our formless former identities and selves are in great peril. Enjoy yourself. Are we Happy half here? hour. <laughs> Welcome, Jose, to the podcast. Thank you. I love our existential it. crisis podcast. <laughs> yes, indeed. And Jackie puts up a blog post every week uh, talking about everything that we've talked about. And I do want to remind you, we do have our Taste of South Bay event coming up. It's coming up on February 25th. This time I got the month. Nice. <laughs> and uh, the restaurants are coming in. It's looking great. Yeah, it's going to be. So if you've ever been to one of our Taste of events, you know, we're basically doing the same thing. I mean, um, our editors and our team and has spent so much time. Jackie, Mateo, Amelia, um, Emily, Cole, Nicole, all of them, you know, went down. We talked to our um, staff members who are from the South Bay. Like, where do we not need to miss? I talked to Claudette um, Zapeda. Uh, Claudette Wilkins now, right? What, what Am I? Claudette Zepeda no, Wilkins. It's Zepeda, no Wilkins. Oh, the Wilkins Claudette is out. Zepeda. I apologize. She's a good friend of mine too. I should know this. Um, I talked to Claudette. This is why Jose is here today because I love she her. she said she's like you. You better not miss his damn cakes. You better go in there. Yeah. You better love this man and put him on everything. I'm like, okay, fine. You know whatever you say. Um, and uh, I talked to Claudia Sandoval, who grew up in a national city. You know, down there, we basically tried to call and Phil Esteban. We talked to all the people that have kind of made a name down there and you know really know this scene down there and had them show our their us their favorite places including these sacred souls gave us like their guide to the region as well it's a really cool issue that just came out if you're not if you haven't subscribed yet now is absolutely time to subscribe and in conjunction with that issue we're throwing a massive get together of the best restaurants you're gonna be there i'm gonna be there you're I'm one like, i'm looking at the magazine right now and this looks amazing it looks good it looks it? so good so awesome <laughs> we're our, so stoked our artist our cover artist richie moon who's from chula Vista, is actually in the house right now too while we're recording oh That's no Richie. way. That's Richie. Wow. Oh, awesome. We've got, honestly, all the South Bay talent in this office right now. So We've we're, got Jose. We've got Richie. We're kind of stacked right now. So we're sitting here in our glass office, and Richie Moon, who's a great um, artist from South Bay, um, did the cover. He did a Loteria cards of, of um, icons from the South Bay. Um, I guess he's here to like, maybe pick up a couple issues and spread them around. Uh, anyways. February 25th, a bunch of different restaurants, um, bands we're going to have, drinks, food, everything else. It's going to be at Novo Brazil and Imperial Beach is overlooking the water. Come down, get your tickets now. Get them. All right. So now we're on to the, t- the part of the um, show where we actually talk to the man we've already been talking to extensively. He is wearing a perfectly per- um, perfect cat sweater. It's um, not cat. It's Mew from Pokemon. It's a Mew. It's I, you Mew. know what? I, my cultural acumen with Pokemon has just been exposed. Oh, Ex- man. You know what I mean? I mean, I, 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 do you I, see that nerve? That's me withering. A teenage daughter not into Pokemon? I, I know, no. Oh, okay. I started when the first Pokemon game came out. No. Like forever. When oh, was that? That was in like 96. Okay, good to know. Yeah. So from from Chula Vista, born in Tijuana, um, moved to Chula Vista. His family moved there when he was six years old. He worked for 15 years. And tell me whenever I get anything wrong, because you know what I mean? The internet's and I mean, I'm just using AI here. Um, <laughs> so the, uh, worked for 15 years in his own home cooking studio and hotels. He worked at a bakery supply store. Um, that was one of the best in the region. Did I make that up? Oh, no, you didn't. Okay, that's right. What was it. the name of it? Jose Rajas. Uh, not you. Not well, your name. The name, of the, the name of the baking store. Oh, oh Stanley's. Stanley's. Yeah. Everybody, oh everybody knows, knows Stanley's. Everybody knows Stanley's down in, the, in, in South Bay. Um, he wanted to open up his own cake store in 2019, and then something happened to the world um, that was a little bit concerning, and he decided to put it on hold. 2021, you finally opened up. Mmm. 
Cakes, Cakes on Third Avenue. And I was going down to Third Avenue. I called Claudette and I said, look, Claudette, you, you grew up. I think she's from IB, Imperial Beach. But, you know, everybody goes to Chula Vista. Everybody goes to Third Avenue. It's a cultural gathering center for a lot of South Bay. You know, and now, now there's a lot more gathering centers. But it's kind of been like the epicenter of life, you know, down there for a lot of different communities. Yeah. And she was like, you better go see Jose. One of the, my favorite talents in the city. You know, he has worked on, you might have seen him on TV. He's done TLC baking shows, Food Network, The Great Next Baker. He's been a judge on Chop Sweets. Isn't that wild? That was wild. That was interesting. So welcome. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm honored. Have I called you Jose Bautista yet? Because we've been talking about um, John. No. No. Okay. (laughs) No, you're doing good. Jose Barajas Barajas. to the podcast. Welcome, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm honored. Okay. So tell us a little bit about like, so growing up in Chula Vista, um, how did you get into food? You know, where's your family from? Give us a little bit of history of you. Yeah. So, well, my mom's from Santa Monica and my dad's from Mexico City. Um, We lived in TJ. I was born there. And then we moved here when I was six. My mom was actually a cake decorator. Oh, no way. Yeah. Yeah. So like growing up, she was like the lady that made all the cakes for all of us. You know, she was working. She actually worked at a bakery before I was born. And it was like that time when they were using like that pastry pride, that artificial whipped cream. And she was like pregnant with one of us. And she's like, I just smelled it. And I was just done. Like That's when like she was like, I'm done with it. So she stopped. And then um, I mean. Leave it to pregnant women to sniff out bullshit. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's really what that is. Because pregnant women. It really is. They, the whole San Diego Magazine staff lived in fear of me for the nine months that I was gestating because I was psychotic. So And I, yeah. and I was sniffing everything. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, no, you're not getting that by me. So I feel I that. love it. I yeah. forget the stat of like how much your sense of smell when you're pregnant is increased. But just evolutionarily, yeah. you've got to be, you have to protect the, the baby. You have to protect exactly. the growing baby. So you're, it's like, it's so Something like 10 times. I charged a coyote while I was pregnant. I didn't know I was pregnant yet. It was very early days and there was a coyote in my backyard going after my dachshund. And I, again, didn't know I was pregnant. It was five in the morning. I ran out of my house and charged him. And my husband was like, what the fuck? And I was like, something's wrong with me. I found out I was pregnant a week later. I love it. So, all right. So. Back, oh, to, back to your back mother to and that. having an acute sense of smell when she was a, a cake decorator. Yeah. Was that in, that was in Tijuana or that was in uh, Chula Vista? I don't know. That's a good question. Probably in Tijuana. Okay. But um, but yeah, and then I, it was just, we were just very involved with food. I mean, for me, she's the best cook in the world, you know? Mm-hmm. She's amazing. So then I just got really involved with food and stuff like that. High when, sc- when was that? Like, was it what you like, were you, from like young, were you decorating You know what? It cakes? was really young. Not, not even necessarily cake decorating I was really into art classes but then the thing was that my mom started working and so she's like hey like the food's in the stove or whatever so then I just started making food for my siblings and stuff like that when we got back from school I'm like let me make you guys something and then I was just like making like these all this different kind of food and stuff like that so I got really fascinated by it and I mean I wasn't the brightest kid in high school so I was like (laughs) my mom was just like please just give me D minuses and just graduate so then I I, I was like I was like bet I I made it happen Um, and then I just was like you know what I want to get into food so I went to um, culinary school but I was actually working as a dishwasher at a sushi bar Okay, so you started as a dishwasher, and you yeah. loved you love starting at the at, at that role. I, I feel like that's it's really important because you know a lot of people nowadays they just want to start right away as this like high position. It's like bro, it's like you don't even know like how to like wash your own dish. You know, it's mm-hmm. like let's let's learn from the beginning. Let's appreciate everything like that. I mean, I think that's more important for you to know every aspect of the kitchen. Yeah. You know, and it, and I just started like that, 
And then I started working at a wholesale bakery, and we were doing like all the desserts for a marine room, uh, Petco Park, the convention center, La Jolla Beach and Tennis. I mean, it was all it's, it was in La Mesa. Yeah. And I mean, he had a whip crack like he was cracking the whip on me, you know. And it was there was times where I was there for 15 hours, you know, and it was just like, but I loved it. Yeah. You know, it was like so fascinating. Wait, wait uh, this was Stanley's? No, this was um, a bakery called Eminem Patisserie. It's, okay. a, it's just a wholesale bakery. Okay, gotcha. So, like, and I mean, it was, I, I appreciate him, um, RIP. He passed, like, two years ago. Yeah. Great chef. I mean, his wife still runs it. It's just her. It was just them two. Okay. You know, they were just working 24 hours a day, but they loved it. And, I mean, I feel like, yeah, that's I, that's how I got that work ethic. So, you're know? a science brain. Oh, you, I love it. You, 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 well, it's funny because you, you said that you're like a D minus student, but I mean, baking is science. Baking is science. Okay, so yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll take that. You <laughs> know what I mean? application, right? They say that, that the traditional school isn't good for most learners because it doesn't hit them how they actually learn. And that oh, yeah. most people can do math. They can read when you say yeah. like, oh, I can't do math, but you just yeah. have to find a way. Exactly. So for you, it's baking. The only things that I was acing in high school was psychology and art. <laughs> I don't know why. It was just so fascinating. I'm a people watcher too when I'm eating. I'm just like sitting there, just like staring at people like. And a you creeper. went into the Excel spreadsheet of food making. That's baking for yeah. me, actually. Okay, that's interesting yeah. because it is a very much. It's a rigid, rigid science. If you mess up a little bit, I mean, you're, you're not. It's not going to rise. It's going to be like this. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I. It's a lot of trial and error. But now, like nowadays, like when I'm here at the bakery, I'm like, oh, I'm going to make some new recipe, and I give it to them. I write it down. They're like, wait, is this going to be good? I'm like, it's delicious. Just make it. <laughs> I was like, I already know it's going to be great. All right. Just do it. So how did you, were you already on TV when you um, opened up? How, a, how did you first get into TV and how did you want, how did you know that you even wanted to do it? It does seem like you're kind of a performer and you're very fun to talk to. Oh, I love it. Uh, yeah, which, I, which okay, that, that, those are two great prerequisites for being yeah. on TV. Uh, the, what was the first um, opportunity that you got? And then were you already on when you opened up M-Cakes? Uh, yeah, so I, I was already doing the shows. Um, I was always fascinated by watching the Food Network Challenge. Do you, have you ever seen oh, the, yeah. the older ones? Yep. Yeah, you know, I was watching, I was a big fan of Colette Peters, which now I can call her a friend and I'm obsessed with her. So like, I just like stare at her. She's like, please stop looking at me. But I mean, I was like, I just really, I told my mom, like, I just want to get in there. Like, yeah. I don't know how it's going to like get, get in there. And there was an email or something like that for like next great baker. And I'm like, nah, they're not going to choose me. And then like my chef, he was a, just apply just see what happens yeah. so I'm like all right screw it I'm gonna try it and I did it and it, this was in October and then I started doing like the little interviews in November and then they flew me into uh, Jersey in December and then like at the end of December they're like hey you're gonna be in the sh on the show and I'm like stop like no this at is what weird. point did you have the panic attack uh when I realized that I was heading to the airport yeah. to go and compete. And I was just like, I didn't know what was happening. Like, I've never experienced anything like that before in my life. And I was just terrified. But then, I mean, we were there and I was just like, well, I mean, I guess I'll fail here. Like, whatever. But I mean, <laughs> but it was it was great. Like, I mean, I got, we got fourth place because I went with a friend because they were doing, um, it was season three. and Oh, no, it was season four. And they were doing um, Partners. So I just asked one friend because like nobody believed me when like they're like, oh, you need to bring a partner. And I'm like, who am I going to take? And then I asked all these other cake people and they're like, nah, 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 like you're an idiot. You know, it's just like, <laughs> but one friend, she's like, okay, I'll do it. And I'm like, uh -huh. I just need to take somebody or yeah. something. I was ready to take my mom. I'm like, you know what? Let's just go or something. <laughs> but we went, we did great. And then that's when like the door opened. Like I'm, I almost feel like they, like once you're in, there's probably like some like type of database where like they know people that are willing to compete or stuff like that. Because then like, I did uh, Cake Wars and then I did all these other shows and stuff like that. Yeah. But I always like to joke around because like the first 
what like four or five competitions like I was getting like dead last place and I was always why like, oh. did you I, figure it out did you crack you the know code? what I, you know what it was yes I did it was just like just don't care and just have fun that was right, it that was it right. because I was always tense I was always thinking about like winning or I was always looking at other people compete and it was funny my first victory was um, holiday gingerbread showdown so it was a gingerbread competition I went and I was just like who, who were the judges it was Manit Chahan. Okay. Sweetheart. I know, I know Manit. She's yeah. a great woman. Adam Young. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh my God, I forgot her name. I Artie? apologize. No? No. Uh, she's from Canada. She won uh, MasterChef Canada, I believe. Okay. Yeah. MasterChef Canada woman. Yeah. Yes. Yes, we'll figure it That's out. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then um, it was uh, Paige Davis, the host. She was from... Um, Trading spaces. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, she was cool. She was telling us. Well, that's another story. <laughs> Anyways, um, so yeah, I was. Just, I didn't even want to do the competition anymore yeah. because like there was a lot of family events happening, and I'm big with family. So I was trying to back out, and then the the show owner she called me. She's like, "Well, you kind of already signed the contract, so you have no choice." So I'm like, "Okay, so." Your life is ours. Exactly. So I was like, yes. I don't care. I'm like, let's just get eliminated this one episode because it was like, when, whoever wins that episode <laughs> Let's get eliminated the- so I can go home and cook with my family? Exactly. That's all it was. I was like, I just don't care anymore. And so then all of a sudden, we won the first episode, which means we advanced to the finale. And I'm like, shit. So I was like, all right. So, But thankfully, they were still filming another episode. So I managed to drive down um, back to San Diego to like celebrate my nephew and my sister's birthday. And then I drove up hungover. <laughs> well, I didn't drive. My friend drove. And we just did the competition. I was like, I just don't care. And uh, yeah. we were just having so much fun because we just didn't care yeah. that we ended up winning. No way. And I was just like, and that's like the mentality that I've done in the last two competitions that I've gone. Like, yeah. we, I won. And it's just like, and they're like, how do you do it? I'm like, I just don't care anymore. I, yeah, right. <laughs> I think it's the age too. You just don't care anymore. It's Honestly. Like, it is what it is. Look, well, there's two stories that I want to I want to share with. I don't know if I've ever actually told this story. The way that I got onto Food Network was, was somewhat similar. I, I actually did not. I had two TV shows in San Diego. One was an underground music show called Fox Rocks. The other one was a, a pregame show for the San Diego Padres called Out of Left Field. And I lost both those shows overnight when the American economy collapsed. I decided that I was never going to do TV again. I was adequate at editing and writing, and I knew that was my skill. And I knew that I could do that if I got um, really like out of shape and then my abs took a long slumber inside of a bigger body you know I knew that I could actually edit it and write you know TV is very fickle I always describe TV as this I said you know TV is that person that you're sitting with at the bar and they're looking lovingly into your eyes and they're giving you that come hither and they've got their hand on somebody else's leg you know like that is and it's not against that I mean it's just you have to you have to look the part you have to have you know it's it's harder so um, anyways I saw this little um, uh, blog post that said you know we're looking for food TV TV hosts. I had no idea it was a fur food network at this time. Yeah. And I, I, I ignored it. I'm like, no, I'm done with TV. I just yeah. lost two jobs. No, yeah. never, never again. I was sitting there for 20 minutes. I go, all right, well, I'll just, I'll just fill it out real quick. I said, 20 minutes. It's a questionnaire. 20 minutes, no backspacing. I'm just going to write whatever comes to my mind. And they said, you know, what one of the questions was, and, and if, if you're averse to um, cursing and or sexual behavior, please uh, stop listening right now. Um, one of them said, you know, how do you, what do you like to cook? And I said, I cook like a college kid fucks with way too much energy and not enough skill. <laughs> you know, I swear to God. That's I, so I, I Congratulations, wrote, you are now on TV. I, so I, I just, I didn't care. The point is, I didn't care. Yeah, I, I was, I, I was over TV. I was like, you know what? Brrr. 
want. And I mean, it's wildly inappropriate, but I didn't care. And that's what really ended it's up. It's the same with writing, they, right? Yeah. yeah. And they called me and they were like, they were like, dude, like we don't usually call people, but that we that made us really chuckle. You know, <laughs> will you just, will you, will you do a demo tape? And I put it off for six, for like literally six weeks. It was doing six and a half. And like in my boxes at 3 a.m., I wrote out this monologue. I was like, I was born to walk in a refrigerator for three star Michelin in the south of France. I was breastfed by Wolfgang Puck. I was, you know, like yeah. all this stuff. And I did it in front of a wall and I sent it in. And they called me two weeks later and gave me a lot of There you go. You know, but it was, it's that not giving a, a damn, right? Yeah. You know, exactly. It is. It, it, it's, it's just, when you do, you just get tense. You're just not, not being yourself. And yeah. I, I feel like that's, yeah, I mean, that's one of the things that's really important. You lose important. the thing that makes you you. And exactly. Makes, it's your you, zhuzh, you, right? you lose your spark. It's the same with writing. Like, yeah. the worst stuff I've done is the stuff I knew was important and I cared a lot about it. Uh-huh. And the stuff that I've just ripped on, first draft, beautiful. Yeah, doesn't it. need any changes. You, you, enter, you enter the flow. Yeah. You know, athletes, professional athletes, or musicians like you, David, will, will will know that. You know, when you are thinking about that person in the audience that's there, maybe there's a record label guy, or you know, if you think about any external, you know, impulse that's kind of you know you are trying to play to, then you're never going to do it, right? Yep. You know, and you go in a little bit hungover, wanting to see your family, and you win the whole damn thing. All right? Isn't that crazy? Then I have to pay taxes. <laughs> <laughs> What, what's, what, how big was the prize? It was 25000 25000 Yeah. Nice. Paid off my car, and then I was like, oh, how much do I owe? <laughs> <laughs> Dang, Troy, you got ripped off on your show. <laughs> That's crazy. I just won. Uh, yeah, I saw it. Congrats. Congrats. Thank you That's much. awesome. Um, the, uh, so, but getting back to you, yeah. this is definitely not about me. Yeah. Um, the, so you wanted to open up um, um Cakes. Yeah. You, I imagine this is something you've been wanting to open up for a long time. It was the ultimate dream, you mm-hmm. know? It was the thing that I was just like, you know what, this is the ultimate goal, like, for me and this, and, you know, we got everything planned out. You know, my brother and my sister-in-law, they're like, we'll help you, we'll get in this, and I'm like, all right, cool. And you know, we signed the lease. We're feeling good. I just won the first comp- the gingerbread competition, and right after that, we announced we just got the keys to the this and this. We submit the paperwork to the city. One week later, the shutdown happens. No, one week. One week later, the shutdown happens. Oh, your with lifelong th- dream. Yes, and with that happening, the banks decide to pull out. They're like, we're not giving any food industry the time of day right now. Everything's shutting down. Like you guys are just like, you know, and it was just. I was like, I don't, we don't, what are we going to do? You know? I mean, that must have been terrible. It was. I mean, you did, I mean all, we were all crying at that moment. It, time. it was scary, terrible and scary at the same time. Yeah. And thankfully, like, I, there was a moment where I was just like telling my brother, you know what? Like, it, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Not right now. You know? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, let's go talk to the landlord and let's be like, hey, like, we can't do this. Thankfully, we went to go talk to her and she's like, you know what? I get it let me like work something out with you guys and thankfully with her patience and stuff like that and like i mean oh, we had family good. and everything yeah. like that it, it it happened it took a long time yeah because the city even like i mean sorry city but like they take so long to process right. paperwork they do especially Absolutely. during the pandemic they know they do yeah. yeah yeah especially during the pandemic but thankfully september 2021 we opened doors and everything else is history you know so i want to describe this cake place to you guys it's m-, m cakes you guys and this is how i knew that i was going to um love it as i walk in i <laughs> i have a weird obsession with, with with golden girls and i have a weird obsession with betty white because she's just one of the coolest people that ever lived this and walked this planet you know so i have this t-shirt that i found on the internet because the internet is a wildly beautiful place um that has all the golden girls just cutouts of their faces it's not even like in a good orchestration it looks like i took random photos like a real good stalker with a pair of scissors and cut them out and i pasted them all over 
favorite shirt. I mean, <laughs> I every that. single inch and the armpit and everything else. And it's it's this great. It's my favorite T-shirt of all time, and I wear it and it makes people happy. You know, they see it and they're like, "That's the worst, most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life." It's kind of like the T-shirt you're wearing today, Troy. Would you mind describing that for our listeners? I found please? it. It's a jaguar with a lot of sparkles on its face that I found it in an Acapulco airport with and a lightning is, bolt. With a lightning, lightning bolt. Yes, there's a lot of energy in this, and I feel like it's my spirit. And hey, you know what? I think the it's the thing that's like calmed me down. For this podcast. Okay, good. You know? Okay, right. It on. made me comfortable. Okay, see, you know? good, good. This is all we want. We want comfort. Now tell us, tell me all your dark secrets. Oh, you ready? You don't, <laughs> you don't want to hear that. <laughs> so, anyways, I walk in this place and I see he's got a Golden Girl Shrine, and it's just—I mean, there's so much like camp and fun, and, you know. And there's the yeah, huge chandelier, candelabra, VIP cake it's table. Beautiful. Okay, describe the cake table thing. I mean, this. So the cake table is just like you know, there's this big Tiffany chandelier just hanging there. It's yeah. absolutely gorgeous, and then you have like the nice like purpley velvet like booth and stuff like that and there's just so much artwork that like I got from Etsy and I even asked people I'm gonna hang this in my bakery they're like oh that's so cool like you have my permission I'm like great so it's like there's just it's just covered in like golden girls art and everybody's like what's the inspiration and I like to joke around about this I'm like it's like if Blanche was alive with a line of coke <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I just wanted to make it just like beautiful like that I don't know I just wanted to make it like fun I wanted to make it sexy you know and so it's just it's one of the cool things when I see when somebody walks in there they immediately take out their phone and they just start recording the place yeah you know even the bathroom has golden girl art in there you okay. know and we even have like the like the erotic novel just like sitting there so if you're gonna take a while just read a book um, but it's it's I'm really happy and proud of the bakery, how it looks. It's absolutely gorgeous. And I mean, yeah, I mean, I can't say more than that. I just love it. Can I ask where you got that Tiffany lamp from? Amazon. No. Yes, Amazon. It was $1,200. That's it. It took like two months to get here. It came in a million pieces. And I told the contractor, like, have fun, guys. And they're like, oh, yeah, we found the video. It's just on YouTube. There's no instructions. It's just somebody assembling it with Chinese music in the background. And I was just like, great. You guys did a good job. It's beautiful. And congratulations. Now you have a Tiffany lamp. Now we have a Tiffany lamp. I know. There was a barista that used to work there for us. And um, every time somebody used to ask about, um, like, where did he get this lamp? She used to like up these stores like, oh, you know, he won it at an auction. It was from a shipwreck and like they paid so much money for it. And it's just like, it's and people are like, wow. And like His and family put it in their backpacks as they climbed over the Himalayas. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like my mom, she was like holding me while she was like climbing and stuff. Like, yeah. like, but um, I, I even asked her, I'm like, did you ever tell them that you were joking? She's like, no. She's like, just let them hang. So there's a lot. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we they break into the bakery and they try to steal this. Not so expensive. <laughs> I've already considered it. I'm not gonna lie. I was like, could I steal it? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So it is. It will look. It's. It's kind of like that fun, magical place. So kind of a, the place that you would, if you're going to get cake. Yeah. You know, that's what you want. You know? Yeah. You want it to be. I mean, we try to make the, all our slices really pretty. We try to make everything like. I mean. So Studio Fifty Four Blanche was your exactly. Okay. You know, I. I want to. I would like to be Studio Fifty Four Blanche. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think that, but. <laughs> Um, so you also do so obviously this um, cafe you guys got to go check it out bakery excuse me um, it's right by uh, Dark Horse as well yeah we're right you, next door to them yeah, they're so great. you've got coffee and espresso in there as, as well yeah. uh, what is your number one seller our number one seller like what do you mean cake wise or food wise uh, cake or food because you do food as well we do food yeah, yeah. so um, our number one thing is actually like our savory danishes so what we do is we we make the danishes there from scratch mm-hmm. like we do the sheeter and all that good stuff and then um, so 
we turn it into a boat. We kind of make it into a vessel, and we just load it up with a bunch of food, and people love it. You know, mm-hmm. and then also what you have right there is the hummingbird cake. We're looking cake. at a couple cakes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the hummingbird cake is our most popular. It's a banana cake with pineapple and coconut. So that's one of our most popular. And what do we have here? Uh, you have the hummingbird cake, and then you have the, <laughs> and then you have said, our he little. He just said that, but we were sorry, we were distracted. We'll, we'll, I, can you edit that? Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, you have a, a raspberry Charlotte cake as well. It's so a raspberry mousse. It's um, a Charlotte cake. Yeah. What, what it's raspberry mousse. Raspberry Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you have there is, we call it still a bear claw because older people know what a bear claw is, mm-hmm. but then we call it an almond Danish because the younger crowds are like, what the hell is a bear claw? So we have like, we write it down there. So we write on both of them. Almond claw. Almond bear claw. Danish. I love that you have generational specific titles for your dishes. Oh man. It, it was a struggle at the beginning. They're like, what is this? And they're like, what is this? And so like, we just have to put like both names on them and just like make it work. What's your favorite cake? You want to be honest? Oh, for me, we don't even have it at the bakery, but it's tres leches. I don't want. Wait, why? Okay, here's the thing. Okay, here is the thing. I love it so much that I do not want to get bored of it. Fair. So I just leave it alone. That, and there's actually a little Mexican bakery off of E Street called Mexico Lindo. And they have this strawberry mousse cake where it's like probably like 80% mousse and 10% cake. And I'm obsessed with it. And that's like my so birthday So you like cake. moose cakes. I love moose cakes. Interesting. Okay, I'm breaking this up. Yeah. I'm I mean, can I eat this cake? Oh, yeah. he's getting forks, isn't oh, there mm. you go. Oh, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As I just crushed this. Mm. Love it. Okay, so so delicious. Your your the place is, is beautiful. It's just it's Thank just you. cheeky and cool and fun. Yeah, you just, you, it's I mean, fun. you just feel like a, you feel like a funner person for walking in. Yeah, and then know. we even have brunch on the weekends, which is great. I mean, we get everybody just hanging out, and then we have like the mimosas, we have the wine, we have all that good stuff, and it's just people just chill, you know. Oh, you have a you have a liquor license too? Or yeah, beer we wine? have a, we have beer wine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah Okay, yeah. so brunch, mm cakes, brunch, gold yeah. girls, cakes, Pur- bear claws, and or almond croissants. Cake, everything. Like we, we're doing everything. You know, we're trying to install. Uh, like actually, it's funny. Like my dad was retired, so I'm like, I have to keep him busy. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, Dad, I need you to install me like this bar, so we can put like all the wine and all the stuff. Because I'm like, I, I we need it. We really haven't been pushing that much on the alcohol, but now like we're gonna do it. So finally, he made something, and I was. He's like, How, how do you want me to look? Make it look like I'm like make it look like a china hutch or something like that. Like something like an old woman would have. <laughs> See, I need a son like you when I retire. You know, because I, I just keep me busy. All right, point me in a direction, oh, give me a set of tools, and give me a dream. Oh yeah, no, I tell yeah, no, I will keep. It. There's so much to do. No, put dad to work. All right. Yeah. Oh no, dad's working. Are you listening, dad? Dad yeah. Brahas. Like hopefully need- not, because he's hopefully working. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That was good, Jake. That's a good oh, one. That was really good. Yeah. Um, okay, so and you've even had a Golden Girl event. I don't think we're going to have time to talk about it before we get this podcast out. Exactly. Uh, but you um, had a Golden Girl event where everybody came down. Um, you also work on the, the backside of shows. Yeah. So you work on the production aspect, cake consultations. Explain, talk to me about that. Yeah, so then, uh, so after... My some of, one of my competitions, like a friend of mine, Monica Stout. She's like, hey, she's like, we're gonna work on Sugar Rush. We need somebody to be like the quote unquote cake liaison because a lot of these competitors they don't know what they're really doing and they're like sending out sketches and they don't understand like their own structures. So mm-hmm. they're like, we need somebody to be there and be like, how are you gonna build this? How are you gonna do this? So I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll sign up. And this was pre-pandemic, so I got into it. And then after that, we I just been helping out. We've been doing, been working on nailed it. We worked on is I work on is it cake? You've been working on nailed it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How? Come on, dude! It's so much fun. I, I, you know what? I went in 
the season that they decided to call the strike. Mm-hmm. So I, right. that was my first time witnessing a strike. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, this is really like interesting. It's pretty badass. It's it's wild. And so then, and now I, I also work on Is It Cake, which is super, so much fun. I mean, it's exhausting, but it's the best. Have you ever made any of those kinds of cakes? Yeah, so, uh, so me, so myself, Monica Stout, and Ine, uh, they're the ones who, that makes the cakes for them. Got they have to it. guess it, yeah. It's so what super... kind of cakes have you made in that vein? So that one, uh, worked on the refrigerated one, and then there's <laughs> another there's another few, like the pinata cake. Um, but I mostly, for me, I mostly bake for them, which is oh, really... Oh, I remember the pinata cake. Yeah. 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 Oh, my God. Yeah. A so then celebrity w- moment. Oh, there you go. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's really fun. It's And, you know, I love working behind the scenes because you get to appreciate everything because then you get some competitors like oh they're setting us up for this i'm like no like they're really working hard to make and you look good competitors can do the behind the scenes yeah. stuff because a lot of them aren't recipe developers they don't exactly. know the science of it right so like you have a cut above because of your culinary yeah. training yeah exactly so it's really and, fun and to explain this show for people at home that we're, it's amazing we're, ta- we're talking about <laughs> all right which one of you because you guys have all I mean, obviously you've seen it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um give us a one-liner give us a tv pitch the it is basically you're creating something that looks like is it a cake or is it just a refrigerator or is a pinata? just the object yeah mm-hmm. exactly and then the, the humans have to guess is it cake yeah. or not or and then not. everyone celebrates when it's cake and they're like, it's, like, it's, it's like everyone's like, yeah, it's cake. like on Arrested, Gene, on Arrested Development when Gene Parmesan comes out every time. Like, oh, oh yeah, oh, I love it's that. Like, oh my god, it's cake. That's actually the best reference ever. All right, Gene. so we kind of uh, walked through this. How is is your family still located in uh, Chula Vista? We're still in Chula Vista. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So this community has, has been your roots for a long, long time. It, it, it means so much to you, probably, to open up on Third Avenue. Where you probably would start. Uh, it was it, it was my dream to open up there. You know, yeah. it, I, I worked at Stanley's forever, and I you, I mean, I was there when like the economy crashed hard, and yeah. like all there was all, so many empty spaces. I'm like, oh, I wish I could open a bakery right now. And then I saw some other bakeries open. And I'm like, oh, well, I guess I can't. But I mean, there's room for everybody. So I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. And there we are. I know. So how is it going? It's not easy. It's, it's not easy right now. You know, uh, I mean, I almost feel like ever since the bakeries opened, there's always a villain every season. You know, the first was a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Then it was an in- egg increase. Then it's like people not wanting to work. And then so it's like there's always like a a villain, if you will. Yeah. So it's just like, but I just have to keep going, you know? Yeah. And that's one of those things where it's just like, even if it's hard, I, I'm i going to do it my all, and I'm not going to give it up, you know? Yeah. And it's one of those things where it's like, it's my passion. I love what I do. I love what, it, like, I love it. I love the community, and I'm, we're going to keep going, you know? Yeah. And thankfully, it's, it's it's picking up, you know? It's really hard right now. I don't know what the situation is with the economy, but yeah, it's I like, know. I mean, I was just really tired of paying $100 for a case of eggs. <laughs> well, and this is, Jackie and I talked about this. I talked about this with Phil Esteban, yeah. and we talked about it on the podcast before. You know, the, uh, Phil Esteban, before the, the uh, because he, for white rice, which is his good, fast, casual Filipino concept, yeah. he puts an egg traditionally on almost every dish, and he was paying $19 a case yeah. um, before the pandemic. He, yeah. he saw I'm paying $100 a case right now. It was insane. I, it are, maybe, maybe it's over now. Have, it it, it's over now. Well, it was funny because it was over right when they decided to start an investigation when the farmers were saying that avian flu is done. So I don't know what you guys are talking about. Mm-hmm. Literally that next day that they announced that they were going to do an investigation, the case has dropped to $25. <laughs> Oh, interesting. Yep. We're going to look in to see. Yeah. Knock, knock. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so what do that, you know? It's all well, solved. Well, well, well. 
<laughs> the birds aren't sick after all. Oh my god, I love you. All Did right. Did that inspire you to think about vegan cakes though? Yes, but then I'm just like, uh, let me educate myself a little bit more with us. It's different. Yeah. And to that point, we were talking about yeah. edibles and cakes edibles. before. He's yeah. never baked with edibles before. No. I'm a weed person. We were talking about it. I, like infused cakes. I recently became a fan of edibles by accident. Oh, what does that oh, mean? By accident. I was yeah. house sitting. You thought it was a regular brownie? Yes. Well, the, yeah. I was house sitting a friend's apartment. I went out. We went to drink. And then I went back to the apartment. I'm like, I'm hungry. And I'm like, this girl has nothing here. So I opened the freezer and I'm like, oh, cool, cookies. So I'm starting to eat them. And I was just like, and a friend went over and I was like, we, we made drinks. And I'm like, hey, do you put something in my drink? He's like, no. I'm like, if you did, it's fine. Just let me know. We're already here. Like, I'm just like, whatever. He's like, no. And so then I told my friend, like, the story. She's like, wait, were the cookies in the freezer? And I'm like, yeah, why? She's like, well, I'm glad that they're still potent. I'm like, she's like, how many did you eat? I'm like, two. She's like. Boy, you went on a magical journey. Like, so, yeah. Do you know how many milligrams it was? I think it was like, <laughs> I think it was like hundred each. What? Oh, oh my gosh! I've thrown up at a hundred before. I a hundred milligrams makes me throw up, and I did try a two hundred milligram gel capsule once, and uh, I threw up three times. But you know what? Me gusta. I can't believe you're alive. Me gusta. You, it was. I was. So you're, I, you're really an edible dude. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. we're really I, doing I love, this. Like, like when I'm like. When I'm at home in bed watching Housewives, I see the hundred milligram cookie. I'll eat it, and like it's like everything becomes three D. I'm, I'm sorry. Obsessed <laughs> with you. I I you, deal every day in my life with people who are like, uh, two milligrams, five milligrams. That's me. I'm no. flying, and no. and I not my vibe. I'm five like milligrams. 50, I'm done. Yeah. Yada, yada. I, love I, you. I get within two miles of five milligrams, and I get high. No. Uh-uh. I mean, we, we does not, does not, it doesn't work for me. Cannabis it's doesn't work. It's not Trice thing. Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, you all work for the FBI. You're all talking about me. Nope, 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 This is not the thing for me. I, I realized that in college, yes, I had some fun. I had some time, some giveaway from Mexico. But after that, I was like, nope, 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 nope. Mm. Well, you're a heavy hitter. I'm impressed. I love it. We're, we're going to do some edibles We're going to have fun. Okay. Yes, I'm yeah. excited about this. Nice. All right. Make them, bake them, to be clear. How do you feel about um, Chula Vista's evolution? I, now, obviously. So, I love it. You do? Okay, got it. I mean, it's great. I mean, I'm excited for it. I just hope that, you know, rents don't go up and everything like that. I know. But, but I that's, know. I mean, other than that, like, I, I love it. I love, and what's the cool part about it is that the people that are make, opening all these places up, they're from Chula Vista. Yeah. It's no, there's no people from the outside. It's so, I really love it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's super cool because I'm like, hey, like, you know, like the owner from Barcy Number. I went to elementary school with her. Like, so I know a lot of these oh, people. Nice. So it's, it's really nice. And, you know, and that's one of the things. Like, I actually joined the board for Third mm. Avenue. Oh, nice. So it's just like one of those things where it's like, for me, if some one of the businesses winning on the avenue, we're all winning. Yeah. Because it's, it's attracting people. And they're like, oh, my God, I didn't know that this, this was here, that was here. So I, I'm all for it, you know. You know why I, I know you. I know that's genuine is because Dark Horse is a coffee roaster. I mean, oh, yeah. they serve they serve espresso. Yeah. You serve espresso. Yeah. You are 15 feet away from each other. You know. Oh my I, God, and I love them. I we, we're always right. sending them treats. They're always sending us coffee. I mean, that you're not going to win by just hating each other. Yeah, you know, it's just exactly. like I mean, and there's literally there's room for everybody. You yeah. know, it's just like when the the Starlight Parade just um, it came back yeah. last last month. Um. Everybody was just so slammed. So it's like, imagine it's like 
there's room for everybody. That yeah. goes to show you that it's like you're not stealing people's clients, you know. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but I'm not going to be forever dedicated to a McDonald's. I want to want to go to In and Out too. So it's just like that's one of the things. There's room for everything. It's exactly. just whatever you're craving at the time. Yeah. That's why when people yeah. are like, I don't like Taco Bell, or you know, I like I like real Mexican food, and I'm like, by all means, I love real Mexican food, but I also love Taco Bell yeah. as its own category. Yeah. yeah like sure. why can't we have both? Exactly. So we can have multiple. Yeah. I want a Jose Barajas personal cake, and I also don't mind nothing monk cakes to be quite honest with you. Exactly. I'm like, I, every time I find one of those, I'm like, this should be terrible. It is not. It is so moist. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. After the shifts, I'm always going to 7-Eleven and getting the taquitos. No regrets. Like, I'm <laughs> there in my car just thinking about the what the hell happened. in America, and you're yeah. like, you know what? Those taquitos at 7-Eleven are pretty fantastic. Huh. Same, I mean, honestly, same way. Every single like three-star Michelin chef that I've ever talked to is like, no, screw off. Like, I love Taco Bell, or I love, yeah. you know, I love Costco rotisserie chicken, you know, whatever it is. So, yeah. uh, congratulations on your unpretension. Um, I love your place. Thank I love you. your personality. I love, um, you. I love your food. Thank you. Um, everybody go down and check out M Cakes. Check out our new issue, which M Cakes is in. He's, he hasn't even gotten there yet. He's just seen I'm the, like the issue. He's the page got before, I think. The page before, I think, is the full it's chandelier. Um, Taste of South Bay is on the 25th of uh, February at Nova, uh, Brazil. And Salt Drift Point, which is the event space, which is beautiful, right next to it, overlooking the bay. You can see all five cities. Um, you're going to be there. You're going to get a chance to um, taste his cakes. And... Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, keep keep watching San Diego Magazine's Instagram and um, the website for more South Bay coverage throughout the month. Let's move on to Two People 50 Box. Sounds good. David, why don't you start it off? You guys right. you... have an exciting one. <laughs> so, uh, Friday I went down to TJ and went to uh, uh, Lucha Libre Wrestling, mm-hmm. which was a spiritual moment for me. That was absolutely incredible. Nice. But then we talked about the place on the podcast the other day that's opening in Chula Vista from TJ. That um, Ahumaderas? Uh, yes, indeed. Yep. Went there. Oh my gosh, it's so amazing. It's like you have like the grill and it's like wood fire there. I got the uh, the pork stomach tacos and they were absolutely out of this world. Mm. All right, mm. and so you're going to be able to taste it in. Is it already open? Did it open? It did. Las Ahumaderas. Yes, two weeks ago. It opened up two weeks two ago. Two Mondays ago, in fact, to be totally exact. In Chula Vista. In Chula Vista. In Chula Vista. Have you so. been yet? No. No. Did you even know it was open? No. Okay. Wow. See, this is great. This is why we dig around in every community and just try and like you know find things that even sometimes a local doesn't know about. Right. That's when we know what we're doing our jobs. But of course, you run a business. I mean, you're really, really, really busy. Most of the people I know that run a business and or have um, are a chef. I'm like, where have you eaten? They're like, I don't eat anywhere except for like out of my hand. I eat Seven Eleven taquitos on my yeah. on my break. Um, for Jackie, go ahead. I live in Rolando, and I've been eating at Alferon a lot lately, the uh, famous Lebanese spot that, you know, they have a sprawling menu, and you can go in there, and you can have an idea of what you want to eat, but if anyone who's been to Alferon knows, you walk in there, the owners are very effervescent, the woman, she's in your face, she's amazing. If you're a regular there, you're not ordering. She takes you, she sits you, and she orders for you every time, even if you've been going in there for years. So um, I did fight back last time because I was really in the mood for their falafel Don't wrap. You dare fight back. I fought back, fought back nicely. Okay, I was like, okay. I just need a falafel wrap. It's why I'm here. I love it. I'm not a vegan, but this is totally vegan. It's their gorgeous falafel, those beautiful beet sticks, all of their labna and hummus and everything and a gorgeous pita. It's just, I mean, it's it's the perfect way to eat for me but yeah going there is an experience you definitely if you have strong thoughts about what you want to eat don't also their pistachio their baklava 
in my opinion, is the best in town because um, Lebanese styles of baklava tend to favor pistachios over walnut, and they also use less sugar. Greek baklava uses more sugar. So less sweet, more pistachio, that's my jam. I, that Afran is one of the San Diego classics. And every time I go in there, I'm like, I just had 19,000 carbs. And I love every single carb. I, every single one of them, I just, mm, carb. Um, mine is going to be um, down on Chula, in, in Chulavis as well. I spent a couple days on 3rd Ave. And I pretty much gone through all of the, the bites that I liked. La Nacional. La, La Nacional has a, you know, it's just a good cool little place to grab some um like cocktail fare you know what i mean and they have a chicharron um that is is not just your average everyday fluffy beautiful perfect pork snack and inflated pig skin it is the whole chicharron so you get some of the meats that's you know it's kind of um tough and then you get a layer of fat that has been like rendered and then you get and everything has been fried and crisp it is the Fred Flintstone cut of meat that they put on the edge of his car and he tips over. They deep fry that thing and you get the chicharron over the end of it. A little bit of meat, a little bit of fat. It is quite possibly 25,000 calories. And it is quite possibly 25,000 ounces of joy. It is so good. I love it. I know. So anyways, go get that and get a cocktail or a beer. I love what, it. what about you? Two people, three bucks. Where's your, where are you going? You know what? For me... After work, I actually go right across the street. There's a Korean restaurant called Spoon House. Okay. They have the best bulgogi fries I've ever had I in my entire life. I love bulgogi with my entire oh my God. life. It's, I've never had bulgogi fries, but of course they exist. They exist? No, you need to try it out. I mean, if we're talking about best fries. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about bulgogi fries. Okay? Yeah. yeah. No, you have to check it out. It's so good. I mean, the owner, Monica, she's a sweetheart. And I mean, it's... It's funny because she's always wanting like to push like the alcohol, and I'm like, well, I mean, if your food isn't phenomenal, <laughs> then that's why. <laughs> but it's just like she's like, yeah, she's like, I'm not selling enough alcohol. I'm like, because your food's so damn good. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what are you expecting? So uh-huh. she just wants you to have a good time. She just wants you to have a good time. But she is, she's so lovely, and the food is just like phenomenal. But I mean, I, for me, the bulgogi fries, all the way. Fantastic. All right. So that is four different recommendations. One in Tijuana, uh, one over in the college area, two down in Third on Third Ave. Avenue. Yeah. Third Avenue is amazing. If you haven't been down in a long time, you got to go check it out. Start at M Cakes and, or actually, excuse me, start at Spoon House and end at M Cakes there and you your go. day is complete. Sounds and good. And also get a hibiscus margarita over at the tavern. Okay. That's it. That's a, that is the end of our show. Um, David, do we have anything else? Did I nope. miss it? I think, uh, I think that's everything. Okay. Um, again, February 25th, the Taste of South Bay will be down there. Um, we have really exciting guests that are coming down, too. It's one of my favorite people in San Diego. A very, 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 very popular band from um, South Bay. One of the lead singers is coming to help us celebrate um, uh, the community, and he's got a, um, a nonprofit that is doing really good work in San Diego. We'll announce it. I don't know. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to announce exactly who that is. You can probably guess at this point, but um, I will announce that next week. Um, so, anyways, uh, get your tickets. We'll see you next week. Thank you, Jose.